All right. Welcome back. Episode two, Bird on Greenfield Shore. Uh, what I'm going to do in this one, pretty different. This one's going to be just utter garbage nonsense. Um, I'm going to do a couple impressions and, you know, kind of talk in between them. And then I'm going to go. Um, these impressions are all kind of concerning the same topic. It's all about game shows. And it's either going to be like if I'm in it or or like what it must have been like to make it. And anyway, so I'm going to go back in time. We're going to go back to the 70s. And, you know, it, you know, if you look back at like a Price is Right show, a few things pop out. One is just the utter elation of the crowd. That cr that crowd is so happy. Like so so happy in fact that that you know instead of taking the approach of having like an a, an applause like come out, you know, what they've really done is they have this like underground team that just seeks out the happiest people on earth. They're so happy. Like there would be that amount of just pure joy is what I would assume people to act like when the rapture happens, you know, and Jesus comes down and he's hovering and all that shit. And they're just like, Oh my God, you know, I'm about to go to heaven. I'm about to go to heaven. That's, that's what it, they've all, they're all cheering because they're about to ascend to, because he, you know, he's there for the the rapture. That's that's what it's like. And then you know, someone gets called down, and you know they they have a brief heart attack, and then get over it, and then come down, and they and they're always so they always believe they they are so clever. Especially the best one out of all of them is the person that's just like you know what, I'll bet they go over. I'll bet I'll I'll bet you they look at that boat like it's I know I know I I know it looks expensive but I'll bet you it's not so much I'll bet it's not I dot I'm going to I'm going to go a dollar I'm just going to say a dollar because I'll we'll see, I mean we'll see we'll see you know you know of course that person usually wins and you know like whoever just lost could have been like a dollar away you know, this person just like absolute bullseyed this fucking jet boat, but he did it $1 over. And then the smart chick on the side, you know, who thought she was so cool about going to the dollar. She actually wins. Anyway, she goes up there and, and, you know, they're like, Hey, what do you guys think about these cool prizes? And of course they're like, I love them. I love all of them. What do I have to do to get that? And they're like, Spin that wheel. And then and then what happened is, you know, Pat Sajak, you know, he had like he had to have been down on his side. I don't know, but you know, some guy has this epiphany. And you know, clearly he's watched I mean, because the price is right came before the Wheel of Fortune, right? And somebody had to have been watching that show and just been like <laughs> see it they don't they're so close they're so they're so close to perfection if they just put that damn wheel on its side they would they're so close i'm gonna i'm just gonna do the show i'm gonna do a show where it's that same fucking wheel 
but I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the tiles on 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 top on on the inside like on the spokes, and I'm gonna put it flat. And you see, you you watch, I'll make a profit out of me. And he, you know, lo and behold, those two shows are absolute Goliaths. You know, have withstood the test of time somehow. And you know, as did like a show like Jeopardy, and you know, rest in peace, um, Alex Trebek. But you know, I've always thought it would be funny if, you know, like you just had this guest host as they do, and maybe you know, obviously this would never happen, but you know, I think this is funny, so I'm gonna say it. But like, I just picture like a person who kind of doesn't really get what's going on, but like is following what the producers asked of him, you know? And, and so, you know, what actually I'm the first part of, I assume that as a caveat, you know, this show had to have been pitched where some guys just like doing his best. And he's just like, I don't know, I guess like, what if we just like, I don't know, ask the crowd or ask, ask the contestants. Like, I don't know, just a, question and see if they I don't know could answer it and and then like whoever like the head guy was was just like <laughs> that's your that's your idea you just you just get just ask a question any any question and you know okay I'm sorry how much do you make <laughs> wow we we pay this guy how much <laughs> oh, wow and then some other guy who's just like kind of like a shittier employee is like, wait, but like, what if, I mean, I don't know. What if we, instead, we just, I don't know. What if we explained what the answer was? And then they just said the answer too. But, but if they didn't ask us about it, they'd be wrong. And, you know, that same producer's just like, wait, I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what's your name? Bill? What? That's what? You make them ask a question. Give them the answer. It's just like, yeah, I mean, let's, I, yeah, yeah. Which is mindless. So, you know, like in action, it's just like, all right. This thing is a thing that's a lot like us and a lot hairier and walks on all fours, but definitely was our previous ancestor. And, you know, some guy goes, what is a monkey? And he's like, I just fucking told you, but it's an animal that walks on all fours and, you know, is tied to us very closely uh, in terms of evolution. Yeah. What is a monkey? Listen, guy, I just fucking told you, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to what I'm saying. I just, the answer is what I said to you that made you then speak. Anyway, just fuck off. How about that? The last one is going to be about, well, there's two more. One is Double Dare. I don't know if you guys recall. It was lesser. Uh, yeah, like obviously, but it was on Nickelodeon, which really did it right in the '90s. And this show, it was about two families that come together, and you had you just—it was like you know a trivia thing. But ultimately, and I don't know if you 
okay, I'll just explain it. So, like, it's just basically this thing where it's like, all right, do you dare the other team to, to answer it? Or, you know, so that might do it. And then, and then the option is to, you know, either answer it correctly or double dare if you, if you don't know it. But whoever gets that third lob over the volleyball net, so to speak, they have a final choice. They either can double dare them back, which is just an omission that now both teams don't know what the fuck they're doing. Or you can do this thing called a physical challenge. And if you saw these physical challenges, they were awesome. They were these ridiculous labyrinths of like giant size cakes and they looked, I mean, every kid that was watching the show would have paid to do a physical challenge, but you know, these families still had an option and anytime you got a family that was like mm, physical, mm, no, we'll dare them back. It's just like, Oh wow. <laughs> are you serious? You, you are, you're just going to say, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good on, I, I, I would not like to do, I'm, I'm not into fun I'm not into doing something that looks like is really uh, just a great time so nah dare and I remember like I was like six but like <laughs> I had like real disgust watching that show I was like you fuck, you idiot like you can't you're not gonna do look at that look at that big cake over there you guys are what but like, it was, I don't know, to be that young and to actually just feel like disgust for a family of five. I mean, it, it, but it was palpable for sure. Then the last one is Legends of the Hidden Temple. And boy, was that one different. Different in how it had to be. The inception of that show like I picture, I mean, just think, I mean, you know, like all of the other shows were about ad revenue and then you had this one show and you know, it's Nickelodeon again. And you know, I'll bet their, their, their ratings plummeted because you know, they had too many families of five saying, no, I don't want to have fun on live TV. You know, they messed up on double dare and they were you know paying the price. I'll bet. I said, all right, with was our last shot to compete against the big dogs, to compete against, you know, Price is Right and Wheel of Fortune. And it's like, man, I mean, we got, they probably had this like really tight deadline and their jobs were on the line and all that. And, you know, I would probably bet, bet the entire like organization was like, look, if, if this is out, like this is our last shot, if it's done, we're done, you're done, we're, you know, those whole things shutting down and they're, you know, they ordered Chinese food at night and they're there late and, you know, it's quiet. They're doing their best and it's, they just can't think. I mean, they just can't think of that, you know, Hail Mary pass or that, you know, that that big idea. And then they hear this voice from the hallway and it's this deep, mysterious voice. And it's the janitor. And he comes in and he says, hey, I couldn't help but hear you guys were uh looking for something you know kind of over the top huh something to really uh hit a grand slam with and and they're like yeah and and he goes well i got one question for you have you all ever heard of the aztecs what 
The Aztecs? Yeah, I said, have you ever heard of the Aztecs? Huh? Like the tri- like the tribe? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah? Why? Why don't you guys sit down and I'll tell you. And then, like, this guy, you know, like, this guy must have been traversing through central Mexico. And, you know, tells this tale of, you know, him coming across this quarry. You know, he's parched, dehydrated. And he comes to this thing that is more not of this world than anything else. Part rock, part man. And his eyes are like demon red. And I mean, you know, like I'll bet you this guy thought that he had a close encounter of the third kind. And so anyway, you know, of course they didn't have anything better, but anyway, in describing it, like this guy, I mean, the one unique part about this show is that it targeted the youth and it was purposefully about having two kids come on the show. They were given a little popcorn tosser. You know, the first two things were pretty easy, but you still had to win. And ultimately there's one team, you and your best pal, you know, they had you bring like your bestie on and then they split you the fuck up. They said, yeah, you know what? For this last one, get a load of this. And then, you know, then out comes this fucking, I mean, actually the whole, the, the rock whose name is Olmec was there the whole damn time. And these kids, had, of course, these kids weren't going to be on the lookout for some talking fucking rock, but you know, it's eyes, you know, it's eyes fucking show like bloodshot red and all that. And you know, Olmec, this guy, you know, he's telling these kids, you know, look, I've got the, I've got these prizes. I have this treasure inside of my labyrinth and you got to do shit like you know like, like these kids are like nine and you know it's like oh you got to pass through the shrine of the silver monkey the shrine of the silver monkey what like i've got a nine-year-old sister and if i just was like hey you know you can't have can't have dessert tonight if you you know don't pass through the shrine of the silver monkey she'd be like huh something monkeys something about monkeys like they, these kids were already in the only way out was through and Olmec knew that that was the manipulative part. But the worst part, the part that gets to me still to this day, for sure, the worst part is he absolves himself from all blame. He goes, yeah, you're in a mess right now. Yeah. You just won. You got the, you know, you, like you got over this moat and, but now you're mine. All right. But here are all these rules that are, there's no way you're going to win. I'm, you know, there's no way, but, but the choice is yours and yours alone. He tells them that he goes, no, you know, like I'm, I've got you where I want you, but you know, I'm, I'm not going to hold your feet to the fire. Like these, like, I don't know if anyone's checked up on any of these kids that are now likely, you know, 30, 35 year olds, but I'll bet they're fucked up. I'll bet, I'll bet you they just are like, like, I'll bet you they like still talk to one another as like a, like a support group. Like, you know, only them 
you know, like only they really understand what it was like to be there and to go through this fucking thing and just to be like gobbled up by these, you know, tribesmen. And it's just like, what do you, what, what sort of, what happened to that janitor when he was a kid? What happened to that janitor? That's what I want to know. I want to know, you know, like who hurt him? Hurt people hurt people, you know? And that, like, I just can't, I just can't not think that that was just like, that was his last, that was his mark. He, he was like, you know what? I'm a, I got nothing. And, you know, I got got by, you know, an alien shaman that was part rock, part alien. But guess what? If I'm going down and my, and I've lost all concept of, you know, everything that I'm taking, I'm, I'm not just taking, you know, adults down with me. I'm not just taking a family. If I'm taking the kids, I'm taking the kids. I'm gonna, this is it. And there's just no way it couldn't, there's no way it couldn't have been that. So anyway, that's, uh, that's about it. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess we'll talk to you next time.